How Long Gone, a uh, beautiful uh, Tuesday uh, afternoon here in Los Angeles. Uh, big shout out to all the uh, Americans that are pretending to like soccer right now. <laughs> Praying for you guys that you know the right terminology and you drink enough beer to seem like you're uh, kind of in on the joke with the Europeans that you're, you're, you're crossing arms with while you pound a pint. So <clears throat> I feel like this happens every year. I mean, I, I guess it depends on what country it's going on in. I think the location this year is making it a lot more not fun to talk about. A lot cooler. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot more going on. Yeah, it adds a layer to, um, you know, besides just like fan on fan violence, now it's politicized mm-hmm. like everything else in our uh, society. So people can take like a hard stance against it and they're going to boycott it, you know, because it's in in a uh, country that has bad laws. Mm-hmm. I'm boycotting it because uh, it's boring and I don't care. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I feel like I'm coming, I feel like I'm being more honest than a lot of the the football fans um, in America right now. But if you're using it as an excuse to get drunk in the morning, <laughs> then that's fine. Yeah, that is one of the only good parts yeah. about football in different time zones is drinking during the day, bad Babe, come on, it's the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, you know babe. how much I love Uruguay? <laughs> babe, you know I'm not from England, but I really like that country. So I need to go watch the game at 9 this morning with my mates. Yeah, I mean, I guess, Chris, you are you are an Anglo-pill, and mm. you should be wanting to support England, nope. but... No, no, no. I'm not... This is where, this is where the line is drawn. <clears throat> pretending to be interested in... that the Basically, pretending to be interested in soccer or pretending that the royal family is interesting, those are the two places I draw the line. Mm, okay. There's a through line here. I see it. And I'm not going to say that I'm not going to call French fries chips. That's just obnoxious. <laughs> and I'm not going to sign my emails cheers because we all know how that ends. Have you ever signed an email cheers? Hell no. I've never said that word. I don't even like to say it when I'm raising my glass to celebrate something. Really? Yeah. I don't. I just don't like it. I don't have a good reason or anything. I just find it uncool. Are there any alternative sayings that you say when you are raising a glass with your comrades? Is it a chin chin? Is it a compai? Is it a combe? No, 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 it's a it's merely a, a raised glass of Mountain Valley and a, a half smile, I would say, <laughs> depending on what the, what the what we're celebrating and then just keeping it moving. I, I'm trying not to say cheers. I'm trying. I, I would say that isn't it bad luck to clink glasses with water? One thousand percent, which is bad for you because that seems to be the only kind of liquid that you put inside the temple, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, especially in that in that kind of setting, you know, when you guys are tossing back your, you know, Casamigos and soda, your your Tito's martinis, mm. I'm definitely going to be having some of Los Angeles's finest tap water, maybe some bubbles if if I'm feeling crazy. Yeah, and because you're the last thing you need is more bad luck, right? If I if I have one more day of bad luck, I'm just going to die, I think at this <laughs> point. So, yeah, I can't. Okay, okay Morrissey. Well, actually that does make me wonder if they say that cheersing water is bad luck, then what happens when you are drinking like a ranch water or a tequila and soda where mm. it's what, 80% water, 20% vodka or tequila oh, or something like that? Oh, this is a good point. Does that mean that it's not 100% good luck? There's You're you're kind of playing with fire. There's going to be a little bit of bad luck going on. I think what you're proposing is something smart where the only way you should be cheersing is if you're a real man and you're only doing shots, preferably of brown liquor. Johnny Black, neat. Yeah, if you're if you're drinking neat dark liquors, then you're allowed to cheers anything else. So we're we're saying that even clear 
clear liquors or any maybe some creamy white Bailey's Irish creams, things like that. Clear liquors are obviously look like water. That's how Lindsay Lohan got away with drinking her big Fiji's <laughs> in the club all the time. You know, so That's a good it's, point. It's not. It's not. I think that. Even if the eye is tricked, then that means the the kind of powers that be could be tricked as well and could give you bad luck because they don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's a trick to the eye. So it's something to th- it's something to think about. I, I just this holiday season, why don't we not cheers and see what happens? You know, <laughs> I, I think I think we'll all be better off. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about something that I sent you earlier in the group chat today right before okay. we started po- right started potting the group chat was alive this morning so it could be any number of pngs what's going on uh well i i just wanted to um talk about some violence at a concert that i saw online <laughs> and i just wanted uh-huh. to big up my hometown heroes uh in the black crows um because a man crashed the stage in cursed australia in melbourne mm-hmm. rich rich robinson hit him in the face with his guitar. So we're supposed to know who Rich Robertson is? Rich Robinson is is the... Robinson? Yeah, he's he's Chris Robinson's brother, founding member of the Black Crows. And okay. he's that motherfucker is tougher than any of these rappers. They all got security guards. He just he just hit him with the strat like a man. Well, he he attempted to hit him in the face, but it was it was little it was I would not call that a face shot. Not to use a, a Chris Brown term. Well, chill, chill, bro. I, I don't, I mean, maybe, okay, technically I agree with you, but what, what more what we're patting him on the back for is standing up for himself and defending him, mm-hmm. himself and his band and his brother with his weapon of choice and axe that he can also mm-hmm. play while you hear all these guys that tote guns, they've got shooters, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and the best they can do is have a, a, a guy who played high school football and hurt his knee, you know, <laughs> tackle, <laughs> tackle a guy trying to get a selfie. You know, and I just want to point out that, that that's just that we're, we're built a little different where I'm from, Jason. That's all I'm saying. I mean, well, do you think that the, the crime um, deserved the punishment? Do you think that a, a, a fan coming on stage who clearly – the goal was to maybe profess his love from this of this washed band, not not to assassinate the Black Crows, but to you know like a Morrissey style praise. I want to give you a hug. I want to smell one of your bandanas dangling, whatever it might be. Do you think he deserves to potentially lose me, his two front teeth for that? Let me get a whiff of your bandana. Um, I think <laughs> I think that no, I don't think the punishment fits the crime. But I also understand that in today's society, when you're performing on stage and someone's running at you, you, you have a hard time kind of deducing what the 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 goal is. You know, from right. set attack. Every every potential threat is a potential threat. We can't. We have to uh, shoot first, ask questions second. That exactly, and that's why. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 how the black crows do it. And I just think it's. I just think it's funny. You know how this fifty-five-year-old white man who's known for his solos and his bandanas is really about that shit more than some of your favorites. Okay. You know, I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> I just think it's funny. That's okay, all. Okay. Okay. I get that. I get that. And have you ever? felt compelled to run on stage like you like Morrissey I keep bringing him up I will I'll stop doing that but have you ever been to a Morrissey show where you're like dad gummit I can't take it no mo I gotta no, go no, no, up no. and hug my man that's never happened to you no no I mean it's funny when people do that but it's also like 
guys that are wearing jean jackets with patches on it you know it's kind of mm-hmm. the vibe of who does that and i would hate some to be. disneyland pass holders <laughs> exactly unfortunately there is a there is a strong disney uh all all park uh <laughs> disney pass holders that's your man right there that's your man i don't like that one damn bit but no i would never feel compelled to do that and i think that it's um but if but if you did if you were watching your crows mm-hmm. rat, rattle off another one of their countless hits <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they like, scat? They're, bro. they're not scatting. They're just a classic roots rock band. <laughs> uh, they're not not giving Aerosmith energy, Chris. You have to admit that. But if you were, if you did, if that did happen to you, the 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 music of rock and roll compelled you to to climb through the security guards, hop on stage, and then. This uh, AARP geezer, <laughs> you know, the, the SG come a swinging at you and you're like, yep, deserve that 100% needed needed that today. I mean, or would you would you I know that you're famously litigious. <laughs> would this be something where you're like, hey, guys, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to take you to the cleaners, but. You know, there is a little bit of reconstructive surgery that has to go Maybe down. If, yeah, if 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 yeah, if they were able to kind of bless me with a signed guitar from the walls of like a hard rock that closed and then also kind of fix my face, then we could call it even. I'm not going to go for the jugular. I'm not going to. I don't need to buy a new house from this. Yeah. You know, I, I, okay, okay. I would be fair is what I'm trying to say. You can't spell fair weather without fair is what it sounds like. Chris. Exactly. Because that's what kind of fan you seem to be. I mean, no, 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 no. I just don't think that there, I think there needs to be respect between the audience and the... Look, if I'm watching Radiohead at Madison Square, Johnny Greenwood swings that telly at me, I say, thank you, sir. May I have another? After, of course, I clean up my uh, trousers that have been soiled <laughs> by my semen. What is what is the other band that your uh, Sleepy Kings are in that just performed? I don't know what they're called. I yeah, you know. do. Yeah, you do. Don't, no, I don't swear. Act- I swear. I swear. I don't. I don't. I, I saw that that Tom Tom York. Did you see his dancing? Did you see the dancing? Tom Tom York's dancing. Yeah, during this this set of his side project. No, no, I have not. I you have should. Not. You should. Give, I mean, you should give he's a known dancer. You should give that a little look and then tell me how cool he is oh he's not cool no he's not musical genius sure he is a genius he is a genius he hasn't aged that well um but he's gone through some shit so i'm gonna give him a pass you know uh but it might be it might be time for him to i wouldn't it be great if if tom york got went to dog pound and got shredded (laughs) and kind of changed up his swag okay so you want to bypass brazilian jiu-jitsu and go straight to a hit class kind of physique yeah he's too he's too rich to do jiu-jitsu he's like i'm not rolling on the floor mate you know he just wants to he just wants to be around hotties and have like a trainer that's just shredded wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool if tom york could bust out 50 pull-ups like it's nathan i mean he would at the very least earn your respect and adoration that's true we do have a guest I think, that he, I think that he he would he really desperately does want to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but I think he has no way of knowing how to pronounce the word Ruka, and I think that's been that's the that's I the roadblock and uh, one of the biggest okay. hurdles of his of his body transformation. We need to kind of send. We need to do like a. Uh, intervention style house raid with Two Tone and Zach Naminsky, where they mm-hmm. kind of kidnap Tom York in a van, sure. take him down to Orange <laughs> County, and kind of th- throw him out. You know, the daylight's piercing his eye. You know, they take the eye cover yep. off, and he's there. He's there, and the, and Maddie Matheson is there cooking a hamburger, <laughs> and it's at the Ruka facility. 
where and Dana White's there as well, just to kind of introduce him to everything. He's checking out some of the new talent for a celebrity deathmatch kind of vibe. And so far, Tom, I don't know if he has what it takes just quite yet. But we could, I mean, it would be, if he lived in Orange County for six months and kind of trained under the Masters, I think he could be able to take these fools to the mat. Bro, savage. Savage. It would be a killer. <laughs> we have a guest today. Uh, you, you guys probably know his music. I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, MJ Linderman, Jake Linderman is his, is his government name. Uh, he lives in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and his new album, uh, Boat Songs, uh, came out in April. And I've been uh, listening to it quite a lot. Um, and there's some great lyrics in there because they're funny, not serious. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to for Jason to kind of quiz him on that important stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many songs on the album are technically about boats, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. We're trying to ask the hard questions, Chief. Are you telling me that these songs are or are not about boats? Yeah, yeah. Because Chris has seen a lot of Below Deck and he understands most of the references. That's true. I'm As Chief Stew of this podcast, I think it's important that we kind of we kind of cover... Chief co- Stew? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a popular term on the on the show. You obviously haven't watched it. All right. Yeah. Let's, give, uh, let's give Jake a buzz. Okay, well, do we call you Jake? Can we call you by your government, or do you want to be called MJ? Well, that was the first thing I wanted to say. My real name is uh, Mark. <laughs> but I go by Jake. You should call me Jake. I can't okay. tell. what. So your real name is Mark. Jake is feels kind of like a parallel move there. What is there a reason? Is that a middle name, or what? What's is 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 Jake just made up? Yeah, it's um almost my middle name it's jacob mark jacob okay so you're just ri- you're, you're ripped straight out of the bible so mj okay so mj is real because you're you're mark jacob linderman yeah both it's also ripped straight out of fashion week mm-hmm. with a name like that <laughs> you've been killing it with the heaven line lately There's a lot of stuff for the younger crowd <laughs> bro i choose what i call you just so you know i was just being nice by asking you what you prefer you're right you know <laughs> i'm I- on your <laughs> This is your show. Exactly. Yeah. You're you're kinda yeah, you're kinda in our in our territory. Are you now it said on the internet that you live in Asheville. Is that true? Yes. Okay. We've Jason and I have both been there. How many times a week do you eat at the uh the Mellow Mushroom downtown there? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> I mean I I've I'll tell you, I've been there a lot of times mm-hmm. in my life, but uh, <laughs> been a little while. Yeah, you're the second okay. guest I mostly eat at home. You're the second guest in a row who is from North Carolina. I don't know what's going on over there. We need to hit up the Board of Tourism in North Carolina and start getting a buck out of them. Oh, yeah. Um, but you said that you said that you mostly make your meals at home. Walk me through your kind of chef de cuisine line cook setup. Uh, this is embarrassing. I don't know. I, um, we do an induction range, gas. No, you strike you know. me as more of an air air fryer guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't want to know. No, we no we we do, do you, want to know. Um, do you have a collection from the from the George George Foreman <laughs> collection? Is that what we're cooking off? I'm not much of a chef. I I've been eating sardines <laughs> out of the can. Oh, I uh, okay. I make eggs in the morning. But to be honest, okay, I've been on tour for the last year. I've been eating in all different types of places. But when I'm at home, I don't I don't do too much cooking. Okay, so you're saying you're surviving like a sailor 
on just some hot girl tin fish, are you pairing that with... Or a model. A sailor or a Russian model. It could be either Wow, way. both are hot, though. Do you combine... Now, are you True. raw dogging, or are you adding a cracker for sustenance? Uh, recently got into the uh, the saltine okay. on the sardines. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. That's good. Does- <laughs> so some people say, like, oh, I'm into kind of like high-low cooking, and you're into kind of the low-low cooking. I wouldn't even call it cooking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a low, low munching. You're like, all right, what's the cheapest food to eat? Canned sardines, got it. What's the cheapest cracker to eat it on? Saltines. Let's go. I know Ticket pra- Ticketmaster's been really charging a lot of those fees, so mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully we got a little scratch saved up on this tour. Maybe we can, maybe Santa Claus can bring some of those Rainforest crisps, some mm. high-dollar crackers. Maybe just a baguette or something like that. Yeah. There's a nice Whole Foods down there in Asheville. I've been there. I mean, all the employees stink, but the food, <laughs> they, they, they have some nice offerings as far as crackers go. We visited, I visited that 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 uh, Whole Foods a few times. There's two now. Oh, shit. Uh, that doesn't surprise me based on the uh, residence and the vibe there. Um, but uh, is there a location that you prefer? The newer one or the, o- uh, the OG? The older one used to be called Green Life. I think it was more of an indie grocery store. Mm-hmm. So that one's a little more precious, but it's mm-hmm. just Whole Foods now, I guess. I can't believe that. You're saying that Jeff Bezos Whole Foods came into beautiful scenic Asheville and bulldozed an, an OG health food store, a nutritional yeast dealer. Yeah. It's giving you've got mail, if you <laughs> ask me. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's just a Whole Foods there with all those little stinky white dreads working behind the counter. That's right. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I've always admired people who are able to just eat you know, some tinned sardines or anchovies or things like that because everyone says like it's like such an amazingly healthy nutritious food for you that pure protein that's really nice and clean and those Mm -hmm. omega-3 oils and all this stuff but i've never been able to really wrap my head around or wrap my wet little mouth around the concept of doing that do you have any pointers or tips is it was it natural for you or did you have to work up to it was there a hypnotist involved let me know (laughs) i'm realizing i I like salty foods but i i'm just i'm lazy about eating and so (laughs) okay when i know there's something that i can just open and eat okay like that that's enough for me so the, the instant gratification of just like boom i crack it open i eat it i'm not hungry anymore i feel good yeah and uh i've also i've heard it's healthy but uh it's uh it's the, the easiness it's mainly just convenient easy affordable it's all there yeah i mean convenience I, one day hopefully i get to be there <laughs> how thin are you bro i'm gonna look you up now and see like what's the six-pack story oh you're not i mean you look like a normal guy you don't look fucked up yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> no i just mean i just mean you sound like you're the kind of guy who's not eating because it's just too much of a. all you can do is sit in your hotel room and write songs you can't even be bothered with sustenance no i mean like the last week of tour i i got home yesterday i i think i ate pizza every day okay all right so so you're you're uh you're just doing whatever is kind of convenient for you you're not overthinking it like maybe we are right i i just i hate going to the grocery store i hate that too bro that's some white chick shit you know what i mean i'm not trying <laughs> like i go every day like the, every day because the I movie live, white chicks no 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 just, just <laughs> no just the kind did they go shopping in the movie white <laughs> chicks for food? just the no just not the movie white chicks unfortunately uh just i just mean like the la lifestyle means going to the grocery store every day because there's nothing else to do 
So I kind of find well, that's myself falling victim lifestyle, to that. That's the European lifestyle, Chris. I demand fresh ingredients that have been sitting on the shelf for hours, not for days. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I I just I'm only buying um kind of liquids, so it's a different it's a different trip for me. Are you hydrating enough? Or are you kind of just drinking brewskis? Oh, I drink water. Yeah, <laughs> I try to. <laughs> We, I think I drink a pretty good amount of water. Okay. I'm not worried about you. Well, you, you said you don't like to go grocery shopping. Do you like to do any other type of shopping? Not really, no. No. Okay. So you're telling me you don't like to hit the mall over there in Asheville and kind of ball out at Sephora or maybe hit, get a bath bomb over at Lush or anything? Not even the auto zone. It is kind of fun to yeah. go to the mall in Asheville. It's, that's a, it's a weird zone. I bet. I bet. How's the American Eagle there? Big or is it kind of more of a local size? <laughs> I don't know. It's the only one I've gone to. It's I used to get my clothes there in uh, middle school. Oh, so you're from... Okay, so you didn't choose Asheville because of your <laughs> artist lifestyle. No, I was born here. Okay, so you're a southern gentleman. I guess... I mean, yeah. <laughs> you grew there. We flew there. Yeah. <laughs> Asheville's a, a little bubble. I am southern, but it feels wrong because there are, there are like real southern people mm-hmm. uh, in close proximity. Right, right, right. You're, you're, you're more of a... For listeners who don't know, Asheville is more of a, a liberal, artistic stronghold. You know, you could live there crafting dream catchers and different yeah, candle yeah. works and things like that. But of course, you vote Republican fiscally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, but not, you know, you don't agree with all a lot of their other practices. Yeah. Which I respect. <laughs> I mean, it happens to everyone as you get older, Jake. Don't worry. I don't. Um, so growing up there, what was the vibe? Because it seems like a pretty freaky place to grow up. I got to say, it's a lot of like, um, I don't, I don't know if you, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not like where I grew up outside of Atlanta or where Jason grew up in orange County. I feel like you were maybe exposed to some, you know, you might've been smoking weed out of a Coke can at 10 type. You were vibe. exposed to the black crows at an earlier age than most Americans. Oh, there was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of black crows in my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So your parents are cool then. Cause we were just talking about the black crows and Jason was disrespecting their, their good name. <laughs> I was disrespecting their gangsta only. And I was, cause there's a story that came out today that Chris Robinson hit a fan who charged the stage with his guitar. And I was just thought that was very cool. Has a fan ever charged the stage to get a selfie with you, like mid set? The fan charged the stage with the guitar? No, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be cool. The fan charged the stage. You, you know, like when you're watching Morrissey play, and a fan breaks through the security, and they uh, they run up to try to go hug him, and then they kind of pull him away. You've seen that before, right, Jake? Not the Morrissey one. No, I've seen Josh Homme okay. kick somebody in the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, it was it was that it was that kind of situation, except this this geezer, you know, tried to hit him with kind of the business end of his uh, Telecaster. Is that is that something that you've ever had to deal with 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 rabid MJ fans? No, thank God. How would you describe how would you describe your fans? Because I have an idea, but I would love to hear because we you know we do shows and we've kind of figured out who our how long gone fan is i would love to hear you describe the average mj linderman fan just so we can get a kind of a gauge on it and we will need your honesty on this okay yeah you got to be honest i see a lot of dudes (laughs) 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 the end (laughs) all all sorts of people though no it's i'm i'm pleased to see that the uh the age group is pretty wide there's a wide range of ages. Okay. Runs the gamut. Yeah, there's like some younger fans that maybe know me because of Wednesday. 
and then a lot of people's parents like me. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're saying you're saying that the MJ Linderman show, I could kind of bring my dad, and we could both enjoy your musical stylings, and it kind of runs runs across the the, the gamut age wise. Yeah. Well, depends on what your dad likes, but. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's a good point okay yeah that's a good point my dad is more of like a dua lipa fella so i guess it wouldn't work out that great like television's modern family there's a little something for everyone at a <laughs> mj show is what you're saying i would i would hope so yeah that's good i i think that um do you think your fans make money or you think they're broke um well so i was opening for another band on this last tour and i think those those tickets were 30 to 40 bucks yeah. And that's not even counting fees. What band did you open for? Cool, Elton John lets you do a couple of shows on the run. <laughs> yeah. Called uh, Planes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Planes, Friends of the Show, uh, Waxahachie yeah. and Jess. I um was listening to the Planes album yesterday. I really, really love it. Yeah, they were great. Super nice to us. What was So those shows were selling well, but you're saying the ticket price is a little high for maybe the Linderman Hive. Well, like if I were to headline, I'd, I wouldn't be able to sell tickets for that price. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, um, but I mean, like, because I don't have that kind of. You don't have to explain that many fans, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't I just, know. I can't. I I can't tell what kind of money people make by how they uh, look. Well, see that that let me t- let me teach you something. That's the first mm-hmm. thing you need to learn because you got to go. You only the only cities you should be playing in are cities where you're going to sell hella merch because we know that lines the the artist pockets, you know. So. I, I need to take you through kind of a Chris Black boot camp where I could kind of come out on stage with you and kind of whisper in your ear some giveaways of people who are going to be hitting the merch table for a cool hundo. <laughs> yeah. It's please. a way of seeing that I've kind of developed a signature style. We'll give you a mic. You're a merch whisperer, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Giving me a mic would be so in between songs, I'm just kind of asking people kind of what their 401k looks like. You know, do they have an American Express card? That kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Cause like we've, we do some like live podcast shows for this. So we've kind of have a little bit of firsthand experience doing ourselves. And, and Chris has actually canceled a couple shows just by taking a look at the audience and, if it's not really worth it from a merch standpoint, we will just kind of cut our losses and cancel that show. And it's tough to do it at, at first, but you get used it's to worth it, it at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, because it's just kind of like, yeah, I, it's easy to just say like, Jason's sick again, you know, and people aren't really... Especially right now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I wonder how many bands have canceled their shows because they had covid well yeah. we've talked about this a lot because you know there was that whole thing when santi gold came out and said like i can't tour because i can't make any money and my response to that is if you're hot you can tour and make money but if no one's checking for your records then you can't tour and make money chris means hot from like a success standpoint not success a, standpoint yeah like not you, a look standpoint yeah not a look standpoint i just think like touring is obviously a grind but like you came home with a little money from this this run right yeah <laughs> a little bit okay so it wasn't in vain is what i'm saying no we didn't lose money there you go that's all i'm talking about bro how mm-hmm. many people are in the band five but there were six in the touring party in the past i've had i've had up to like eight people in the band all right bro five people we we can put we can put some of that on a track let's get real here <laughs> what do you need five what do you need what do you need five people for five people in the band yeah what's everybody doing i'm trying to feel like i'm trying to where can we trim some of this fat mj we're trying to trim we're trying to trim some of the fat i play guitar and sing okay okay so that makes you an essential worker in the in the mjs (laughs) i'm assuming right well yeah yeah (laughs) i i am you could say i'm essential yeah okay Uh, (laughs) uh 
So me, there's another guitarist. Okay. There's a pedal steel. Mm. Oh, I do love a pedal steel. You can't really rep- you can't put that on a track. No, Chris. no, I, I do love pedal steel, and, and it's hard to find. Is it a young guy playing pedal steel? Because it's tough to find a young hottie to kind of pluck that thing. Yeah, he's a young hottie. He's twenty-seven. <laughs> oh, wow. I think. Oh, that's 20, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. I guess. I mean. Back in my day, there was like three guys that played it, and they were, you know, they played with Tom Petty and had lung cancer. So it's nice that there's some young guys <laughs> that can kind of pick up the. All right, so and guys like, well, he's 27, but actually, oddly enough, he does have lung cancer, and it's weird that you said <laughs> yeah, that. He's been smoking since he was 10 years old. All right, so you have. <laughs> I hate to do this. Uh, I hate to do this. I really hate to do this, but it, it sounds like in classic form, the bass Ooh. player. We can put that on a track. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but but. This is costing you. This is taking money out of your family's mouth. You want the bass on a track, dude? I don't. I don't want to do that. But it's just from what you've said to me, it sounds like live drums are essential. You can't not have live drums. It brings an energy that just cannot be replicated via track. This 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 would not work. I, you can make the same argument about the bass, Chris. Because we also do some improvs. We we do some jamming. Okay. We started jamming a little bit. Okay, now do the fans leave or do they like that? Fifty fifty. They, uh, I think they like it. I don't know though. I because uh, I'm so in it in the jams, you know, I'm not really looking up. Right, the, you're, I'm not doing this for the crowd. I'm doing this for me. I've always, I've always admired when bands are able to pull off the jam and it works. Sure. Because it is a thing where it's like it is a little kind of self masturbatory, but also if if the band has those chops to do it. You kind of want to see him show it off, right? Like if if you guys yeah. are able to jam and it's not, you know, really annoying and hard to hear, like so many other jammers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let it shine, man. Because that's where you get into that zone. And have you ever been in that zone when you guys are jamming and you're just kind of like, you just you have an out of body jam experience and you lock that groove and you guys know when to change up the chord signatures and the time signatures and you know when to we keep the jam on one chord okay yeah you got to have parameters okay now are, are these jams just kind of extended after a song or are these interstitials yeah. between a cl- okay they're, they're so we've done one we're not going we do like one too that, long. that just kind of ties two songs together so we call that in my where i come from we call that a soundscape a soundscape <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to i've never heard yours so i don't want to give you too much credit but knowing your music pretty well and being a fan i feel like you could yeah. create a soundscape i think so I don't know what that means. Okay. I think you know exactly what it means, MJ. I think, yeah. First of all, I can tell you use drugs, so don't act like you don't. <laughs> I'm thinking of Halo right now when you say soundscape. Are you talking about Halo, the video game? Yeah, like the music in Halo. Uh, you know I've never played Halo. I'm an adult man. Don't do that. I don't, I don't have to. I'm not in the sprinter killing time like you. So you're not talking about Beyonce's Halo, just checking, because that is a soundscape. <laughs> that's a soundscape? I would say yes. <laughs> that's what, no, that's kind of what we play that song in between. Our two songs we're trying to tie together. Okay, so you're doing a Beyonce cover in between two Linderman originals. It's not a cover, no. We uh, we just play the song in between. Okay. Oh, I see. You just put it on. That's the track that you have. <laughs> so that is the backing track. Yeah, that's that's what our our jam is. We just okay. That's what I meant by jam. Okay. okay. Now that that could win some fans over, much like a a well crafted cover song. But I think it's a soundscape to me because it's like when I think jam, I'm thinking. You know, fish, Grateful Dead, you know, all that shit that's not cool. When I think soundscape, I think something more dramatic and interesting and maybe musical, even if, if you don't mind me overstepping. <laughs> um, 
There's there's definitely some Grateful Dead going on. Oh god damn it, yeah. bro! You, yeah, I know you're from Asheville, but you didn't grow up listening to punk and hardcore. Don't tell me you listen grew up listening to jam bands. I mean, you can't avoid it here. <laughs> <laughs> so you had no choice. So you're saying, me, or did your parents play this around the house? Do you need me to call defects, or is this like, <laughs> did you have a choice, or was it kind of forced down your throat? Well, so my dad's a deadhead, but I never liked him growing up. But I'm starting to like him now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting because you know. The I cannot like it, and I have attempted myself because, of course, at my age, uh, there's a handful of guys that make you know three fifty to five hundred thousand dollars a year and wear gold Rolexes that really love the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. But I can't find a way in. Is there a song maybe that you would prescribe to me as a dead hater that would kind of turn the corner for me, knowing that I like your music and music like yours? Mm. I think the one that got me into it. People say that Cornell 77 is like their best show. This mm-hmm. okay. Their version of Brown Eyed Women on that's pretty pretty good and funky. But uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of bad stuff to sift through. Of course, of course. I mean, so you're saying to me that you, I have to go on like a message board and find Cornell 77, or is that available on Apple Music? No, that's like that's available as an album. No, yeah, that's on that's on Apple Music, Chris. Come on. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. I really don't know that much about them because I've I, after I tried as a kid, it just wasn't for me. So I kept it pressing. Yeah, you know? and he and he's a huge John Mayer fan, and he still can't really fuck with it. But you you said that this one of their songs was Brown Eyed Woman, not to be confused with brown-eyed girl is that yeah brown-eyed women okay no not not the van morrison song so that's kind of making brown uh van morrison come off a little i don't know pedophilia-ish you know what i mean van Van morrison look van morrison's had a tough couple years but i'm not giving up on him (laughs) um i'm not giving up on it what's your feeling i'm giving up on him what jake you love van morrison like me or you you're not into it only the new album yeah (laughs) so you like the facebook album yeah you're not into kind of astral week you're not into the classics that stuff's kind of boring no i just like the one where he's (laughs) i like feed and fleece a lot (laughs) that one's good okay <laughs> yeah, I f- so you're listening to a lot of. I bet you loved the Johnny Depp Jeff Beck band as well, and maybe I, I know you're jamming that in in the van. Um, but I I think that Van Morrison, unfortunately, has taken some wrong turns, but he's produced at least three classics that I'm going to let him have personally, and we'll continue to listen to. Hey, so is Elon Musk, you know? Exactly. Model three, <laughs> the Model Y, Model three. Model the list goes on. They, they um, Jake, you you have um. On, on your newest album, you have uh, lyrically sports as a, as a theme that comes up more than once. Is that safe to say? Yeah, more than once, yeah. Okay. I, I don't really think I, I, I listen to a lot of bands mm-hmm. or artists that really have songs where the lyrical content is, is explicitly about sports and athletes and professional athletes and things like that. Chris, can you think of any any bands that really make explicit no, references no. like that i don't think so i mean i feel like probably if we go back to like billy joel or some shit he's probably talking about the mets you know yeah joe dimaggio not in modern not in modern music are you now are you an athlete yourself or do you just kind of see yourself uh in in some of your heroes or are you a sports better yeah grew up playing basketball mostly oh okay how tall are you chief six one maybe okay so what are we do we shooting guard what are we doing yeah i was a two guard Okay. All right. And did you did you make it to college, or is this more just a high school thing? I quit after my freshman year. Be- because you discovered drugs and women. No, music mostly. <laughs> okay. Well, Villanova was sniffing around, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The- no, I was I was pretty. You know, I wasn't very like 
aggressive so you don't say what (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't so so what kind of what do you still do you still go play pickup at your at the Asheville 24-hour fitness or do you are you or do you stay away I mostly uh I just shoot by myself I really I'm not like competitive I, I just like uh I like shooting a lot. You like the sweet science. Yeah, yeah. It feels nice. Nothing nothing feels as good as when that that swish. Oh, baby. Where are you nasty with it from? I was a good three-point shooter. Yeah. I, oh, okay. All right, Larry Bird. I hit, let's go. I had 10 threes in one game. That was my uh that was my biggest uh career high. I mean, that's no that's no fucking joke even if it was the 8th grade. It was 8th grade, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've hit 10 threes throughout my entire career, and I'm, I'm not talking about basketball. Jason's six foot nine, and he can't ball, so this is kind of tough for him to hear. Yeah, I did peak in eighth grade as well. Can you dunk? The ball goes in the hole, but it ain't pretty, I'll tell you that. No, So no dunking? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the word dunk means a lot of things, MJ. Uh, I'm, I'm no Vince Carter with it, but... You need like a... It like at least a ten inch vert. Yeah, he, dunk, he's right? he's more of a when he's dunking, it's usually verbally on a guest. It's not necessarily physical on the court. Mm. You know what I mean? He he's not really. Yeah. But now, what does a guy like you? This is this is a personal question. But what does a guy like you wear when he goes to ball? Are you wearing the new Lebrons? Like, did you burn your Kyrie's? Like, where do we land on the footwear journey? I've got some. I think they're hyper. Hyperfuse. Okay. Hyperfuse from like 2015. Okay, so you're using some cooked Nike hyperfuses. He's got the how to dress well ones on, it sounds like. Yeah, that's that what it sounds like. And what do you, what's the short story? Are you long? Are you short? Are you wearing a jersey to kind of give you MJ vibes or you just wear a t shirt? Mid thigh shorts. Nice, normal mid thigh. Okay, do we have any okay, good. thigh sticking pokes that kind of pop through when you're getting really athletic with it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it. Uh, yeah. All right, so Jake, you are yatted up. Is is what you're telling us? Not completely. I I have maybe about eight eight tattoos. Mm-hmm. But but are they of a stick and poke variety, or do you have some real ink? No, I think I only have one stick and poke, but it's hidden. Okay. Are you willing to um, let us know what that stick and poke tattoo consists of, artistically speaking, or is that just for you? Yeah, it's a it's a star. And it's filled in. Okay. Okay. It's my Smashing Pumpkins tattoo. M- uh, MJ, what's the what's the caffeine intake going on over there for you? You big coffee guy? I know that your Twitter photo, you're holding a mug. Yeah, I like coffee. I drink at least one cup a day. But I got home from tour and my girlfriend had thrown out the coffee machine. <laughs> it was too gross. Really? So you so yeah. when you go on tour, your chick's like, this shit's too nasty. And you're gonna have to take some of your hard earnings from the road and buy a new Breville. Is that is that the vibe? We're mostly on tour together, cause but um, this is the first tour that my band's really done this year. So she stayed home, and and yes, the okay. a lot of stuff is has been rearranged in the house. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you get back from a long hard time on the road, and you can't even find your Calvin Klein boxer briefs because she's kind of reorganized the whole house. Um, no, I mostly wear Hanes. <laughs> Mostly were hands, but yeah, the same kind of vibe. Yeah, I actually, I used to have a roommate who every time I would leave town, even if it was for a weekend, everything would be kind of rearranged and I couldn't put my finger on it. But like whenever any of my belongings that were in like the living room area or like a common area, they, they would all be gathered up into a pile and placed in my bedroom in a little bit of a, 
it was an odd energy and I didn't like it. I don't think that your life partner is doing that as well, but my life partner is kind of the same way where if I'm out of town for a while, I come back. I can't put my finger on it, but shit has changed and usually the things that are missing are yours. It's probably a good it's a good thing that they're missing cuz I don't even remember them, but if the bitch take my coffee machine, I'm going to be like, "Bro, come on." Yeah. I mean, everything looks looks better. Okay. I'd have to say, but the coffee, I wanted some coffee this morning and <laughs> she drinks uh instant coffee so what she made me some instant coffee this morning who drinks instant coffee you, do you guys live in jail <laughs> it could be like a nespresso or like a Keurig or something like that it's a uh, cometeer forget the brand taste of taster's choice no oh, shit. okay bro. so it really is that shit. okay damn she just likes i don't know <clears throat> bless her heart it's it's treated you put a little bit of honey and uh, oat milk in it and it's pretty good mm, you could choke it down you ever know anybody that just uh, like uh mixes it into <laughs> lukewarm water once again no i don't yeah i had um, a couple of friends that did some jail time yeah <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm starting to think you've done have you been to jail <laughs> you can be honest with us i don't think so nah you've never you've never done even a night for some mischief mj keeps his nose clean come on chris nah okay no jail time for me yeah i'm impressed i feel like i'm i feel like i'm sensing a, a a rebellious streak in your childhood but maybe not jake's a good boy shows up with his guitar wants to play you some songs you know you won't even cut in your band members to make more money that's how i know you're a real sweetheart yeah conflict avoidant Co- oh you're conflict avoidant. <laughs> oh. did your did your did your girlfriend teach you that when you got back from tour <laughs> <laughs> no i but i i would like in the band we we got up to like eight people in the band at one point because i couldn't kick anybody out <laughs> so what are we doing what are we doing what are the other three additional guys do we have just like an, uh, an auxiliary percussionist like you're the killers at wembley like yeah so we'll we do uh <laughs> it'd be three guitars it'd be okay come on that's we know that's unnecessary you'd be surprised <laughs> and then uh, a keyboardist and then sometimes when we're in Iowa, we get an accordion player. <laughs> okay, so you got a guy, you got a guy in the writers' workshop over there that also plays accordion, and he kind of comes out and does the shows with you. He is in the writers' workshop, yeah, and he comes out and plays accordion for the shows. That's, Dan Riggins. Dan Riggins from the band Fred Friendship. Do you know this? No, band? But he, Dan Riggins. That sounds like a fucking linebacker. What, <laughs> like you're telling me, you're telling me this guy plays accordion. He plays a uh, quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> plays a, a quarterback. Uh, so that's so how do you so for one night only you're able to seamlessly integrate accordion into the live show yeah i mean we mic it up but it's really hard to hear anyways <laughs> okay so it's more of a performance piece like it's more him i mean just... it's it's i can hear it next to me but apparently the crowd can never hear it okay um and he's he's playing all the right chords he knows them all and the performance is crazy. He looks like a crazy man when he plays the accordion. No, you don't say. I mean, I feel like I've never. MJ, you do a lot of podcast appearances ever? Never. No, this is my first. Okay. Okay. Do you listen to podcasts yourself? Every once in a while, yeah. Walk me through one of your favorites, maybe. Yeah. What would you tune into? This last tour, I was listening to this podcast called Bandsplaining. <laughs> Bandspla- Bandsplaining? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, he say, like, it's a. Uh, I listened to about eight hours of. Uh, smashing pumpkins history yeah bro you, you don't recognize me from my three appearances on bandsplane oh really <laughs> doesn't sound like it it sounds like you're more of a fan of smashing pumpkins than chris black like i said it took up eight hours <laughs> to listen to the one episode no. well i did i did Lemonheads, third eye blind and uh the goo goo dolls i'm sure you're a fan of all of those bands uh Lemonheads. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me that you don't rock with third eye blind oh they rock yeah 
I can rock with them. <laughs> I that's the new one though. I saw that come up. Yeah, that is that is relatively new. That is the last one I yeah, that's the last one I did. But I, oh, I didn't shit. Congrats, man. <laughs> Thank you. Give it up. Give it up. Okay, what about any non it sounds like music is life to you, MJ. It sounds like they're it's it's what 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 are the non other than shooting hoops mm-hmm. and and hitting the spleef? What are, what are some other interests of yours? What other are you listening to podcasts about science or news or comedy or um, anything like that? I do like comedy. I don't listen to any podcasts. Smart. Do you what kind of what's the workout routine? Workout routine. I'll go on a walk. <laughs> Okay. Every, every once uh-huh. in a while. Okay, so do you think you you might though because of your history as an athlete, do you think you might return to the gym as you as you get older to kind of get keep your body in check and maybe feel good and get that mental state in a nice place? I I could see that happening in ten years, maybe. <laughs> I feel like your mental state is is usually in a pretty good place, is what it sounds like. Am I wrong? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. How much are you? Okay. How much are you chiefing? We're all human, right? We're all chiefing. Yeah. How much are you chiefing? Not as much lately. Mm-hmm. Not as much as we would assume. Probably not as much as you'd assume. It makes me nervous, you know. You give Sometimes. off a chiefer vibe, though. You do realize that. People have told me that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. Yeah. It, even before I ever touched the stuff. Damn. So, like, <laughs> your parents' friends would be like, "MJ's stoned again." They're like, "No, he's just like this." <laughs> I guess so. No, I used to hear people used to tell me the same thing all the time because I kind of have like a monotone voice. But when I, whenever I smoke weed, I, I just go full internal, and every time I say something, I it was not a good idea. So if I, whenever I come up with an idea on pot, I just write it down for another time to look at it later, and it's usually mm. not a great idea, but. Every once in a while, it is. How do you take the stage sober? A couple beers, like how do you like to? How do you like to do it? Yeah, I like a couple beers. Okay, so you're feeling something, but you're not too lit, right? Yeah. Are you able to play guitar correctly while fucked up? I think so. I would consider <laughs> myself to be able to do so, but I'm, you know, I'm not hearing it. Right. <laughs> Sounds good to me, brother. <laughs> I'm not l- listening back. Yeah, I, I always, I always feel like I know how to play guitar. No, you're good. You're good. That's. A, I mean, that's a great. I mean, honestly, that's like the number one kind of rock star, rock star skill to have is being able to have that the skill and the talent and the confidence to play just blacked out. You know, I'm not saying that that's what you do, but <laughs> I've only been able to do that in the DJ booth. Uh, if yeah. someone's like, all right, hey, you're this drunk, play an A minor into a C, I'll be like, eh, I don't know about that, buddy. Yeah, Jason can Jason can play Calvin Harris into into Elton John, no problem. When he's on ten tequila sodas, but Perfect. It's I would I wouldn't I wouldn't hand him the Telecaster and trust him to make anything good happen. Me neither. So <laughs> when uh, when your when your parents and friends and family and local politicians were telling you that you sound like you're on drugs. Were you ever prescribed anything as a youngster? Any pharmaceuticals, perhaps? Nothing crazy. I mean, I like SSRIs okay. for a long time. So nothing crazy, just the heaviest stuff. Just the, yeah. Just the, just the true, real shit. Not, no, no Xannies, no Adderall, just SSRIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was asking because we have a, a recurring segment on the show where we ask people who have maybe mm-hmm. gone down that journey what their favorite uh, top three prescription pills are of all time. Mm. Uh, they can be recreational for fun or or not. 
got in trouble with the Zannies before. Welcome to we the all club, have, brother. We all, we all have, brother. That's something we can... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah. If I can give you a nummy <laughs> hug right now, I would. Yeah. Getting in trouble with the Zannies <laughs> is is a rite of passage. I feel like you're not cool if you've never gotten in trouble with the Zannies, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... With the, the You don't have to talk about it, obviously. It's a personal subject. Whenever... I, I knew that my Zanny problem was a problem because I, I like to drink as well and like i just couldn't do it it was just i had to kind of choose one or the other because as soon as you have one cocktail on top of your xanax you're like okay yeah yeah i guess i need to a wheelchair to kind of get out of this place yeah because i can't walk anymore that's kind of the thing that i show i showed up to a dinner with my whole family (laughs) we're talking (laughs) and uh I, i thought i was like totally acting awesome (laughs) <laughs> but uh got a, got a call from my mom like hey uh you are obviously on something really that was pretty embarrassing yeah she was so she wasn't like you need to handle your bars but bitch yeah <laughs> okay yeah. that's good well yeah i think um yeah that i had a little bit of moment with that as well and i think xanax is so good at blocking everything out that you block out the part where your friends and family are being like you you good bro and you're like, yeah, I feel amazing. I am more than good. If you've never nodded out at Christmas, the key is then, just make sure you don't nod off behind the wheel. And, and yeah, you'll be that's right. that, that's true. That's true. Do you do you drive there in Asheville? Yeah, you can drive anywhere here in like 15 minutes. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so not only is okay. it is it hike friendly, but it's drive friendly. Do you have a Subaru or do you just drive the van around? I drive a minivan. We also got the the tour van. Wow! So you have a minivan separate. That's your daily driver. Yeah, it it was uh, the family minivan. I got it hand me okay. down. Honda Odyssey. Well, close. It was the twe- Toyota Sienna. Mm. Okay. Okay. Beautiful unit. Two thousand eight. Okay. All my dad's CDs in it too. When when you when you were first courting your now life partner, were you driving this minivan? Mm. Yes. Yeah. She was driving a Subaru, and uh, we got T boned in it like a few years ago so now she's driving the minivan too wow so you're saying wow. you picked her up take her to mellow mushroom on those early days and she wasn't put off by the van because she knew you were a rocker destined for destined for greatness and that's part of right. the touring life some ladies are yeah. into a minivan kind of fella yeah i mean i love it it's it's a smooth machine <laughs> <laughs> it feels really good to try. <laughs> okay, so so have you ever? Sounds great. It sounds so. Good. so the the ultimate driving machine, the 2008 Toyota Previa. Great speakers in there. Okay, so you didn't add a Rockford Fosgate box in the back or anything for when you're listening to to Moneybag Yo. You just went. It stopped. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, it even has my dad's old uh, bumper stickers on it, but I can I can live with those because it. That's what I was gonna ask. So how many? How many Bernie stickers are on it, or is it just one? Oh no, no Bernie stickers. It's it's other more cryptic stuff that I don't understand. Does it say <laughs> "Keep honking"? I'm listening to Cornell '77 <laughs> by a seminal rock band, The Grateful Dead. It would. I mean, we got this one. It's a it's a Grateful Dead, "Steal Your Face," but it's got the Jack of the Wood, which is a local bar. <laughs> Uh, it's got that logo inside of the head. So this is a hyper regionally specific sticker. Doesn't work outside of Asheville. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what does Pops do for a living? He's a family doctor. Holy shit. So you're telling me this guy, you want me to trust this guy to like give my kids a look and see if they are, are feeling good? Yeah, I trust him to do that. <laughs> Not just the okay. kids, Chris. 
the whole family and and your parents too <laughs> okay good he'll run up in them parents guts too bro real quick <laughs> yeah, he'll but do. also chris that sort of makes your point or your theory about the grateful dead fans being you know guys with gold rolexes like yeah He's a doctor and he listens to the to the Grateful Dead. Doesn't that kind of check out? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it, I, I just don't think of Grateful Dead fans as lifesavers, but obviously <laughs> it's really cool that your dad's a doctor and has bumper stickers on his car. I have to say, that's not something that, that I think that doctors... Brother, if that ain't Asheville, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> that that I mean, now, do you think that changing Asheville is going to drive you out or are you a lifer? Um, I'll probably end up leaving some point. I'm, I'm in a really good situation right now. Mm-hmm. But our landlord just died, so we don't know what's going to happen to this property. <sighs> you better try to buy it from his bitchy, bitch-ass kids. <laughs> well, if the if the estate of your now deceased landlord listens to this podcast, please, <laughs> yeah, squatters' rights are a real thing. Once you guys have you guys played late night TV yet? No. Okay. Once you play late night TV, give me a call. <laughs> I think that's going to really get the ball rolling because you're you're a good looking guy. I think that the band it's cool. You know the music is good. I think once you do kind of a you know a, a late show, you, maybe you do a little game with Fallon. Once you pop your Seth Meyers cherry, g- give us a DM. Do you go to Seth? Is Seth the first one? I think Seth is the first one because I think Seth, like the band leader, is from like Less Savvy Fav. Anyone can do Seth, honey. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are you guys will get some TV stuff. Don't worry, you got the you got the fucking you got the chops for it. Our hand to God. Yeah, you want to do that, right? I want to do Corden. <laughs> <laughs> You want to be Corden's last performance? Yeah, we talked to him. He said, Corden or the deal's off. (laughs) I want to do the Corden finale. (laughs) (laughs) The last show. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, we're doing something a little indie for the last show. We kind of, we decided, Mariah Carey was in in the works, but we decided to kind of pass it up. Everybody welcome MJ Linderman to the stage, please. MJ and Eminem are going to do a a smattering of both of their songs, just some of the bigger hits. Whoa. Eminem. That's <laughs> let's go. Oh, all right, bro. Well, look, we appreciate you joining us uh, here on How Long Gone. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, Boat Songs uh, is in stores everywhere on Dear Life Records. Thanks for having me. All right, well, look, we'll, we'll look for those dates. And um, yeah, you guys go listen to the record, it's great. And uh, thank you for joining us, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me.